Welcome everyone to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone, and I start off every show by thanking you just for taking the time out of your day to download, to listen to the show. I mean, your support, it's amazing. It allows me to do what I do. But it also fires me up because when I see all the love and the appreciation online, when I get all the interaction and people asking me questions, when I see the numbers on our articles and on the shows, when that's going up year after year, it's a great feeling and it inspires me to do the work that I do to just bust my tail to try to give you the best possible content. So I always want to thank you for that and know that I'm very appreciative, but we also got a job to do today and that is going over the key injuries that are going to impact your fantasy teams heading into week 11. So let's dive in. We will start with quarterbacks as usual. Lamar Jackson wasn't on the injury report this week. He was practicing in full until Friday. That's when he missed Friday's practice with an illness. But thankfully, John Harbaugh, he came out. He said Jackson's going to start on Sunday. They don't seem worried about it at all. And that's normally the case with illnesses, right? Guys get sick a little earlier in the week, miss practice for a day or two, and then they're ready to go in the game. So I'm not too worried about this one right now, but we are going to have to check back on Sunday morning just to confirm that he is playing. The next big question this week. Who is going to be starting for the Cardinals under center? Kyler Murray, he already missed last week's game with that hamstring issue, and that was after he had gotten in some limited practices. And now this week, he started again with the limited practices, so he's no sure thing to play on Monday night against the 49ers, and neither is his backup, Colt McCoy. He's also limited in practice, but he has a knee injury, and since this is a Monday game, it's really a situation that I think you should just try to avoid. I think you should try to stay away from both these guys, unless you have Jimmy Garoppolo and you can kind of hedge your bet that way. I put Murray in the start, sit, stash, quick column as a sit this week because he is either going to play against a very tough 49ers defense, fresh off this hamstring injury, could limit his rushing stats, or he's going to sit out. And you're not really going to know either way until the last minute. So if you have another decent streaming option, if you have Jimmy G, you could go with him. If you got somebody on Sunday that you like, that's a top 10, top 15 option. I think you go with them. You don't wait for Murray this week. And regardless of which quarterback plays their top receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, he could be limited a little bit this week. He's got a hamstring issue of his own, but we're going to talk more about him when we get to the receiver section. Another NFC West quarterback to mention here, Matthew Stafford. He's back practicing. Seems like he's going to be cleared from the concussion protocol. Seems like he'll be able to play this week. So keep your expectations low because Stafford hasn't been good this year really at all. And now he's going to be without Cooper Cup, his best receiver for at least the next month. So Stafford, just a very low-end QB2 option in Superflex. And then the last quarterback name on my list, just a reminder that P.J. Walker, he isn't practicing. He has that high ankle sprain, and the team announced that Baker Mayfield is going to start this game. And I say it because it's bad news for D.J. Moore. Mayfield, Moore, they didn't have much chemistry in the first five games they played together. Moore was the wide receiver 54 in fantasy points per game during that time. Didn't top 60 yards in any of those contests. So now with Mayfield under center again, He is back to being kind of a risky wide receiver three for fantasy. And I just hope that interim head coach Steve Wilkes, maybe he can get better results. Maybe he has a different approach than Matt Rule had earlier in the season. Maybe that changes things. But for now, not feeling great about having more in my lineup this week. Moving on to running backs, Ezekiel Elliott. He has been limited in practice this week, but 
Both Elliott and his head coach, Mike McCarthy, they've expressed optimism. They think he's going to be able to play. If we get a full practice on Friday, I would feel a lot better about it. If we get another limited session, then I'm definitely going to be projecting Pollard to have a bigger workload than Zeke in this game. But I think this one is pretty straightforward because if Zeke is out, Pollard's an RB1 for fantasy. And then you have Malik Davis, who would be a risky flex option. If Zeke plays and he gets in a limited practice, then Pollard's an RB2 for fantasy. Zeke would be a touchdown dependent RB3. And then if Zeke gets in a full session on Friday and we do feel a lot better about it, then I'm going to have both guys probably in the top 25. But I would still be leaning towards Pollard as the better fantasy play no matter what. The Lions backfield, we got some uncertainty there as well. Jamal Williams, he had an illness earlier in the week, another one of these illness situations. He was back to a full practice on Thursday though, so not really worried about him. The more interesting question here is what you should do with DeAndre Swift because his usage is... It has just tanked since he's returned from injury. Played about 55% of the snaps in his first game back. He had 10 touches in that one. But Dan Campbell came out after that game and he said that it was too much, that he thought that they worked him too much into that game script. And then over the last two weeks, Swift has only played 23% of the snaps during that time. And he's only seen 12 total touches over those two games. Meanwhile, you have Williams now established as the lead back over the last few weeks. And Justin Jackson, the number three back, is being worked in. Jackson, 10 touches and 24% of the snaps in the last two contests. And if you want to argue that Swifty, well, he was back to full practices this week. I get it. He is one of my favorite players. I do not want to be the one trying to talk you off of Swift here. I want him to succeed, but... He also had a full practice on Friday last week, and he still didn't get a bump in usage in that game. And I know he has said that his best football is ahead this year, but what's he supposed to say when you're asking him a question like that, right? He's obviously going to be positive. He is obviously going to say that the best is yet to come, but he also said that he just wants to be ready and contribute any way he can. I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but that was essentially the rest of the quote. So this is a tough one because Swift is a big time talent, but Until we see signs that the team wants to increase the touches there for him, he's really hard to use as anything more than an RB3 for fantasy and a pretty risky one at that. Elsewhere, Najee Harris, he's got a knee injury. He's been practicing in full. No doubt that he is going to play. Just Jalen Warren has been working in more recently. You know that. We've talked about it on the show. So Harris, still a fringe, low-end RB2 for fantasy. Still getting a good amount of volume. Just not really involved that much in the passing game. So that lowers his ceiling. And then Jalen Warren is a flex play there in that Pittsburgh backfield. Gus Edwards, he's back to limited practices this week. He's trying to return from that hamstring injury that kept him sidelined since before the Ravens buy last week. Hopefully we get an update on this one today, but for now, I'm projecting a split between Edwards and Kenyon Drake with Edwards really having a better shot to score a touchdown. So he gets just a little bit higher in the rankings for me, but this is one where I'm going to continue to look for more information. I'm going to try to get clarity here before kickoff. So hopefully we get something either later today or over the weekend into Sunday morning about how they plan on deploying them or how good they feel about Edwards' health going into this game. I think a committee is going to be likely moving forward. It's just trying to figure out you know, is Edwards 100%? How close is he to 100%? Will he be the one to lead the committee or not? If he's held out or if we get bad news about him, then Drake would be a really strong RB2 option. Otherwise, they're both just sort of in the RB3 flex range. Jarek McKinnon on the Chiefs. He's been limited with hamstring and shoulder injuries, but he played through it last week. So the expectation right now is that he should be able to suit up again. And if he does, 
then he's an RB3 flex. He is the pass-catching option in that Chiefs backfield. That's going to give him some fantasy value every single week. Isaiah Pacheco there, he's projecting to have a big game. He is a really nice matchup going against the Chargers. They're giving up the third most fantasy points to running backs on the season. Really like Pacheco in that game. A reminder too, Khalil Herbert, he's on IR. So David Montgomery, he's poised for a big game of his own. He's going to have a really strong finish to the season once again. I talked about that on Wednesday's show. I would also look at Tristan Ebner as a deep stash. He's the new number two back in Chicago, at least for the next month or so here until Herbert can return, if he can return this season. Deion Jackson on the Colts, he got back to a limited practice on Thursday. He was held out with that knee injury last week. So the limited session at least gives him a a chance now to play this time around. Though Jonathan Taylor looking more like himself last week. I don't see that much of a weekly role for Jackson in this offense. I think he's just more of an injury away guy again. So still worth a stash just in case Taylor gets banged up, but not somebody that you're going to look to get in your lineup as a flex play moving forward. And then the only other running back that I think we should mention once again, and we've talked about him before, but JD McKissick, he's got that neck issue until we hear something positive. I would expect him to remain on the sidelines and the team, when they did talk about this injury, They made it sound like it could be serious, that it could even potentially keep him out the rest of the season. So that would give Antonio Gibson a big boost since he's getting most of that passing down work now. Brian Robinson also getting more volume since now we have a two-man committee as opposed to a three-man committee. And the matchup this week, it's great for Washington. So Gibson and Robinson, both top 25 guys against Houston. Texans, they're giving up the most fantasy points to running backs. Doesn't get much better than that. So don't hesitate to get Robinson and Gibson in your lineup this week. Now, for the injured receivers, Justin Jefferson, he was the hero for the Vikings last week. Definitely not my hero since he was one of the main reasons why the Bills lost that game. There were many reasons, but he was one of them. Jefferson, he's dealing with a toe injury. It's limited him in practice this week. I don't think it's going to be a real problem. The clips I saw, he looked like he was moving fine. Normally, I'd be worried about a toe injury for a receiver, but I haven't seen much concern from the team or from any of the people around the team. So for now, I'm treating Jefferson as usual. We'll see if we can get an update one way or another on Friday afternoon. But right now, seems like he should be okay. And if he plays, you know it. You're putting him in your lineup. He is a no-doubt start as long as he's on the field. Same kind of goes for Devontae Adams. He's apparently been dealing with an abdomen issue. He's been limited in practice this week, but no real signs that he's at risk of missing any time. So we're approaching him the same as always, and we'll see if we can get more information after Friday's practice. The Eagles, they have a bunch of injuries. They lost Dallas Goddard. He's on IR. Hopefully he can come back in the final few weeks of the fantasy season. And both their top receivers, they've been nicked up too. A.J. Brown, he's got an ankle. Devonta Smith, it's a knee. Limited sessions for both of them this week. Really looks like the team is just being cautious here, though. So Brown, he remains a wide receiver one for fantasy. Smith, a wide receiver two. I would expect both of them to get a small uptick in targets with Goddard out. So you are definitely starting them this week. One we really have to monitor is that DeAndre Hopkins injury that I referenced earlier. And he didn't practice due to a hamstring injury early in the week. Got back out there on Friday, though, and Hopkins often plays through injuries. Plus, Cliff Kingsbury, he said that this is more of a maintenance issue, and you don't always want to trust coaches, but I think he's probably telling the truth this time. So Hopkins, probably going to play. It's just weird timing, too, because when Marquise Brown got hurt, it was right when Hopkins returned to the lineup, and now Hopkins is a little dinged up, and Hollywood Brown has a chance to come back this week. Brown, he's practicing right now. 
They haven't activated him from IR yet as of this recording, but it's possible that he could be activated before Monday's game. And that really complicates things too, because it's a Monday game. So we'll see what Friday, what Saturday practices give us on both guys. We will go from there. When everybody's healthy, it's going to be really tough to rank the receivers on this team, though it does make it a little easier that Zach Ertz is out for the season. But Hopkins, probably going to be in the wide receiver two range. Brown is a wide receiver three, kind of a boomer bust guy. And then Rondell Moore is a wide receiver four flex option. But injuries could really change that. So we're going to be watching for updates over the next two days there. Same goes for the Chargers receiving core. Keenan Allen, he's got his hamstring. Mike Williams, the ankle. Both guys have been out. They've been missing time, but they're both practicing in limited fashion this week. So that at least gives them a shot to return to the lineup for this one. If they do, then Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, maybe you've been using them recently in your lineup. They would fall out of starter status for fantasy if we get both these guys back. And Williams, Allen, they would be risky, sort of low-end fringe wide receiver twos for fantasy if they do get back in the lineup this week. If both remain out, though, then Palmer's a wide receiver two for fantasy. Carter would still have value as a wide receiver three flex option. So a lot of moving pieces there in the Chargers offense, even tight end Gerald Everett, he's nursing a groin injury as well. So it's a tough one to forecast. I would stay tuned Sunday morning. We'll have all the updates there. A lot of teammates actually are dealing with injuries at receiver this week. Another couple, the Broncos, they have Jerry Judy with an ankle, KJ Hamler with a hamstring. Neither guy practiced Wednesday or Thursday and seems like they're trending towards not playing. I don't want to say that for sure yet, but I'm not really expecting that they're going to be out there this week. So that would give a bump to Cortland Sutton, who moves up into the wide receiver two mix again. The matchup is just so good against the Raiders too. That's why I feel a little better about him at tight end. Greg Dulcich, he's a really nice start. The numbers were down that last week. I know he didn't put up good fantasy stats, but the playing time, the routes run, they were as high as ever. So he is an excellent tight end one for fantasy. And then I would just be really cautious in this offense after that. Kendall Hinton, he played a lot last week, but he was limited Wednesday and then he didn't practice on Thursday with a shoulder injury. So Jalen Virgil, some of the other receivers in that offense, they're very, very thin plays. I wouldn't feel good about chasing them in this game. The Chiefs, they got a million injuries at receiver too. Juju Smith-Schuster not practicing after that huge hit last week. He's in concussion protocol, likely going to miss this game. I wouldn't even be surprised if he misses a couple games. Miko Hardman, he had the abdomen issue. He also had an illness. That was enough to prompt the Chiefs to put him on IR for the next four weeks, though. Andy Reid came out today and said that he doesn't think it's a season-ending thing, so they expect that Hardman will be back down the stretch. You also have Marcus Valdez-Scantling. He was dealing with an illness earlier in the week. He should be over that and able to play on Sunday. So what does this all mean? All right, well, Travis Kelsey... He is often actually guarded pretty well by Derwin James and the Chargers, not completely erased, but held in check at least. So I think it's going to mean a lot of opportunity for Kadarius Toney. I'm really expecting him to deliver after what we saw last week from him on limited snaps. So now you figure he's going to get even more work moving forward. That's going to mean more targets. That's going to mean more production. Tony's a wide receiver too in fantasy this week. Might even be a top 20 guy in my next update. MVS, as long as he's healthy, which I expect him to be, he'll be a wide receiver three flex option. He's always that boomer bust type guy. And then Justin Watson, he would be the next man up. He's just a dart throw flex, though. You don't want to feel too confident about him putting him in your lineup. A Sky Moore, he could see more work, but he really hasn't done enough to warrant consideration in redraft. So even with the injuries there, I'm not expecting a big day from Sky Moore. Wondell Robinson, he's been missing practice with a hamstring issue, but on Friday, 
Brian Dable said that he actually expects him to play this week. And if you made me pick between the Giants receivers for fantasy, I would rather start Darius Slayton. The matchup here with the Lions is great. I think Slayton could get deep, maybe score a long touchdown. I think when you're looking at Robinson coming off this injury that he's dealing with, maybe that limits him a little bit, not quite as quick. That's really how he wins. And also, he is just a volume slot guy, so the ceiling isn't as high for him either way. Slayton is someone that I definitely would look to get into my lineup as a wide receiver three flex this week. Curtis Samuel, he's been limited with a shin issue for the Commanders. He's good to go this week, though, so he's still a wide receiver three flex. Corey Davis, he's out again for the Jets, still not over that knee injury yet, and that makes Garrett Wilson a really strong start, even though it's a tough matchup with the Patriots and the Patriots coming off by as well, but Wilson's been killing it the last couple games with Davis sidelined, had eight for 92 his last time out, had six for 115 against this same Pats team in week eight, so fire up Wilson again here, and then a couple IR updates, DJ Chark, he's back at practice doesn't mean that he's going to be activated yet, but he's somebody that you could stash. I mean, if you have an open IR spot, grab him, throw him in there. Not a super high ceiling, but the Lions, they could use another pass catching option. And rookie Jameson Williams, still a few weeks away. He's trying to come back from that ACL tear earlier in the year. Who knows if he's actually going to be able to contribute this season. So Chark, somebody that you could pick up and stash. And then there's talk that Jamar Chase might be able to return next week for the Bengals. There were some people pointing to week 12 as a possibility, but we had beat writers this week saying that they saw him on crutches. So I'm not sure that he's going to be ready yet. We'll keep monitoring that one, though. I still think that if we are going to see him, it's still going to be a couple weeks. I don't think we're going to see him in week 12 like some people are speculating. At tight end, Mark Andrews. He's been limited in practice this week coming off the bye. He's got just a laundry list of injuries. He's got the knees, got the shoulder. I think at one point his ankle was in there, too. But right now, it seems I'm cautiously optimistic. It seems like he is trending towards returning, even though they're calling him a game-time decision. If he's out there, that puts him right back in the tight end one overall conversation. You slot him right back in your lineup. You don't second guess it. If he's out, then the rookie Isaiah likely gets into the low end tight end one mix. I would feel good about having him as a hedge. If you can roster them both right now, then if Andrews can't go, boom, you slide likely in there. No questions asked. David Njoku, he missed a couple games with a high ankle sprain, but he returned to practice the last two days and he's listed as questionable heading into the weekend. And he actually declared himself ready to go for Sunday, but we're still going to have to make sure that he can convince the coaching staff that he's ready to return. We can't just take his word for it. Maybe they'll want to play it safe. Maybe they'll want to wait another week. I was initially leaning towards next week for his return, but Njoku a very sneaky trade candidate right now because he was killing it before the injury and with all these new injuries at tight end, Njoku could be a top five fantasy option. Once he's healthy, once he's back in the lineup, could be a really good start for fantasy, which apparently might be this week, even though I didn't expect it. He actually might get back this week and then you know he's going to get a boost with Deshaun Watson returning in week 13. So I really like Njoku for the stretch run. I mentioned Gerald Everett earlier. He suffered a groin injury last week. He's been limited in practice since. Haven't really gotten any indication if he's going to be healthy enough to play or not. And you also have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, those situations up in the air. And we're going to have to figure out the Chargers on the fly over the weekend. And I'll have all the updates. They'll be factored into my rankings on Sunday. Don't worry. Hopefully we will get something overnight on Saturday into Sunday morning. And that'll help clear things up. And then the last one, Cole Komet. He has a thigh issue. Really seems like there's zero concern here. Everybody involved says Komet's going to be active on Sunday. So you can start him as a low-end tight end one for fantasy this 
this week and hope that he can keep the good times rolling here with all the touchdowns that he scored the last few games with Justin Fields absolutely breaking out over the last month or so. But that is all for today's show. Go and check out the rest of my content, the rankings, trade value charts, start, sit, stash, quit. It's all available for free over on The Score. And then I will be back on Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. I'll be answering your questions over on The Score's main Twitter account. So hopefully you'll join me for that. But until then, big thanks as always for all the ratings, all the reviews on the different podcast platforms. I really appreciate that. Big thanks to everybody out there for listening. And we will see you next time. Said leave on time. My baby said leave on time. Leave on time with me.